You're listening to a live recording from Westside Church in Bend, Oregon. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. It's so great to have you with us on this Easter day. Happy Easter. Jesus has risen from the dead, and we are so excited to be gathering together Easter at home. And I know most of us are probably a little disappointed that we're not gathering in person, but I'm excited that so many people all over this region and even around the world are gathering together. You know, Jesus said that wherever two or more are gathered, there he is. So even if you're by yourself, I'm with you, so Jesus is with us, all right? But I know many of you are gathering with friends friends and family. My wife and I are gathering with our home church uh, today, and I'm just so, so glad that you joined us for this Easter resurrection service. You know, there's this thing, I don't know if you heard about this, but it's called the Conscience Fund, and the government started this fund in 1811 as a place for people to clear their conscience. Literally, they would give, people would like send the government money because of their guilt. Uh, One guy in uh, 18, I think it was in 1974 said, he wrote this, he said, I'm sending $10 for blankets I stole while in World War II. My mind could not rest. Sorry, I'm late. And the postscript read, I want to be ready to meet God. I mean, it's crazy. And he's not alone. Uh, a 1987 New York Times article actually put the fund uh, at upwards of $6 million that people had given to try to ease their mind of guilt. And, and of course, it, you can imagine today that f- nobody's really giving to that fund anymore. And I'm not sure if it's because we've, we're thinking differently about our guilt or we just don't want our, our, you know, our government to have any more of our money. I'm not sure which it is. But it's interesting they have this fund. And as I was thinking about that in light of Easter. I remember growing up in the church and I heard so many Easter sermons about the resurrection kind of being, you know, it's Jesus rose from the dead to get rid of my guilt or my sin or, or you know, to keep me from eternal damnation. And while I actually, I think, I think that's true. I think Jesus did all of that through his resurrection. But I, I, I know this, the resurrection is about a lot more than just those things. It's about a lot more. It's about helping us live today into the bright future that God has for us today, here and now. And I want to talk about that for a few moments uh, today on this Easter Sunday. If you have a Bible and you want to follow along with me, I'm going to read the Easter story from Luke chapter 24. He writes, very early that Sunday morning, the women made their way to the tomb carrying the spices they had prepared. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Joanna and Mary, Jesus' mother. Arriving at the tomb, they discovered that the huge stone covering the entrance had been rolled aside. So they went in to look, but the tomb was empty. The body of Jesus was gone. They stood there stunned and perplexed. And suddenly two men in dazzling white robes, shining like lightning, appeared above them. Terrified, the women fell to the ground on their faces. And the men in white said to them, why would you look for the living one in a tomb? He is not here for he has risen. Have you forgotten what he said to you while he was still in Galilee? The son of man is destined to be handed over to sinful men to be nailed to a cross. And on the third day, he will rise again. And all at once, the ladies, they remembered his words. Leaving the tomb, they went to break the news to the 11 disciples and to all the others of what they had seen and heard. And when the disciples heard the testimony of the women, it made no sense to them. And they were unable to believe what they heard. 
But Peter jumped up and he ran the entire distance to the tomb to see for himself. And stooping down into the tomb, he looked inside and discovered it was empty. And there was only the linen sheet lying, lying there. And staggered by this, Peter walked away wondering what it meant. See, after the resurrection, we find Peter and the closest friends of Jesus confused about what's going on. Uh, the women were the only ones who believed that Jesus had risen from the dead right away. And uh, that says something. We should, we should believe the women in our lives when they've got something to say, let me tell you. And, I, and, and yet the disciples, the guys are hiding. Matter of fact, Peter actually went back to fishing to his career. He didn't know what else to do. And even after seeing Jesus, the resurrected Lord, Peter went back to fishing. And it makes, me, it makes me wonder, I think a lot of times as Christians especially, we think we should be further along in our walk with God. We think we should have this all figured out. We should, we should, we should be like, why can't I get this thing right? Why can't I live into this? Why can't I do what God wants me to do? Or, or I've made too many mistakes and I just don't think I can actually live the kind of life God has for me. Or, or maybe you just don't care. Maybe you get to the point where, you know, none of us are perfect. I'm just kind of tired of trying. And I think all of us, just like Peter, we probably kind of vacillate between these two extremes of, I should do better, I should be better, and I just don't care. <laughs> and yet here we see Peter in Luke chapter 24, a little bit later on after Jesus appears to the disciples. He shows himself to the, to the guys. And the disciples, it says, were ecstatic yet dumbfounded because they were unable to fully comprehend what they were seeing. And knowing that they were still wondering if Jesus was real, Jesus said to them, here, let me show you. Give me something to eat. And so he had dinner with them. They handed him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb and they watched him eat it. And then he said to them, don't you remember the words that I spoke to you when I was still with you? I told you that everything written about me would be fulfilled, including all the prophecies from the law of Moses through the Psalms and the writings of the prophets that they would all find their fulfillment. He supernaturally, Luke writes, he supernaturally unlocked their understanding to receive the revelation of scripture. And then he said to them, everything that has happened fulfills what was prophesied about me, the Christ, the Messiah, who is destined to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Now, Jesus says to them, Go into all the nations and preach repentance and forgiveness of sins so that they, everyone else will turn to me and start right here in Jerusalem for you are my witnesses and you have seen for yourselves that I have risen from the dead and I will send the fulfillment of the Father's promise to you, the Holy Spirit Jesus is talking about. So stay here in the city, he says, until the mighty power of heaven falls upon you and wraps around you. And if you know the story of Peter, when the Holy Spirit fell in that upper room where a group of disciples, these same disciples were gathered together praying, the Holy Spirit fell and Peter had a dramatic change from the, from the coward, the, 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 the rambunctious kind of disciple who kind of misspoke all the time, who, who denied Jesus, who went back to fishing even after the resurrection. When the Holy Spirit came upon Peter, he became fully alive. Like he became one of, the, one of the strongest evangelists in Christian history. Not only that, he had a powerful healing ministry. He would just walk down the street and his shadow would heal people that came into contact with it. I mean, this man was changed dramatically. 
because of the resurrection of Jesus and the coming of the Holy Spirit. And I wonder in in Romans chapter 8, Paul, the Apostle Paul, who also had uh, an encounter with the risen Savior and changed his ways dramatically. Was a, was, he, he used to persecute the Christians and, that, and, then, and then he has this encounter with Jesus and he, and he becomes alive in a whole new dimension. And he writes to the church in Roman. He says, now Christ lives his life in you because of the resurrection. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. You know, I've... I was thinking there's two types of people um, in our culture, those who keep their, char- their phones charged every night and those who don't. <laughs> I, think there's, I think my wife, she likes to keep her phone at like 5% charge, just enough, just to, li- just enough to, get, just to get you through, you know? And I, I like charge mine every night. So I want you to ask, whoever you're with right now, I want you to ask, who, which, which type of person are you right now? Okay, tell, tell, the per- tell some people around you, if you're the, I want to charge my phone up every night, I want a fully charged phone every day, or if you're like, ah, I don't care, I'm just gonna like squeak by with the charger. Which one are you? (laughs) When my boys were young, um, we used to love watching this silly, silly movie. Um, Maybe some of you have seen it. It's called The Princess Bride. And uh, we would watch this and we would be on the ground laughing. And it's it's just a really kind of silly, stupid movie. And Billy Crystal is one of the one of the stars in it. And he actually has a five minute scene in this movie, but he's, but he's this doctor and, uh, and the hero is on laying in on his table dead. And Billy Crystal is looking over his body and he's like saying, well, is he all dead or is he mostly dead? And they look at him like mostly, because mostly dead, you can do something with them. And then he gets this little, this little thing that for the fire to to stoke the fire up and he puts it in his mouth and he brings this guy back to life. Anyway, like I said, it's a silly, stupid movie. But the point is, sometimes I think we look at the resurrection as, well, I'm not all dead. You know, I'm, because of the resurrection, I'm kind of alive, but not really. And we live and we walk through life and because of how difficult life is, we... We just get tired and we get frustrated and we, and we don't live into the life that Jesus has for us, the fully alive life that Jesus has for us. Sometimes I think we treat our lives in the resurrection like more like a resuscitation, just get us by like the 5% phone charge. We just, we're just going to try to eke our way through this life. And yet the resurrection of Jesus promises a lot more than eking our way through life. See, when we submit ourselves to and believe into the resurrection of Jesus and invite his spirit to enliven us, just like Paul wrote to the church in Rome, right? That we become fully alive. Christ lives his life in you. His his life, the very power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. That's what resurrection means today, here and now, that his power 
power lives in our mortal bodies. Some of you right now are facing great uh, illness and struggle in your body physically. And even in the midst of that, we want to ask the power of the Holy Spirit to come and enliven your body today. Would you pray that right now? Jesus, come and heal my body by the power of your Holy Spirit. Let the resurrection of Jesus become more real to you in this hour than ever before. Would you allow the resurrection of Jesus to be your resurrection today? Would you allow his resurrection to enliven you, to live into the dreams that you have, the calling that he's given you, to be bold in your witness for him, to pray for the sick, to, to see people uh, rise up out of their beds, for people to, that, were, that lacked hope to, to find hope and healing today. Let our lives not be mostly dead, but mostly alive because of his resurrection. Every day, I believe, every day can be a resurrection day for those who ask Jesus to come into their lives. Every day can be full of life and full of healing and full of hope. We need fully alive Christians today, now, more than ever. You know, there's this um, hike I do uh, here in Central Oregon. Um, some of you that live in this region, you've probably done it as well. It's the South Sister. It's a mountain of a little over 10,000 feet. And, um, and I've, I've hiked it just too many times to count, actually. I'm not even sure how many times I've climbed this mountain. And I, I, I've done it with each of my four sons. And we would climb up this mountain. And, and it's, it's quite a challenging hike. Um, the, the last bit, bit of the hike is two steps forward and one step back. It's kind of this gravelly surface. And, and you walk up this mountain. And, and you, 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 know, you slide back down. And then you just keep walking. And you slide a little bit down. And eventually... You get up to that, the top of the mountain. And, and sometimes, if, especially the first time you climb this mountain and you've never been to the top of the, of the South Sister and, and you're in that last section and, you're, and it's just slow going and, and you're not sure if you're gonna be able to make it, many people tap out in that last section because they just don't think they can get to the top and they don't know what's waiting for them. And, um, and I was thinking about that in light of the resurrection. I think sometimes we, we allow this life to, to so discourage us that we, that we just tap out. And we say, I, I'm just, I, I, can't, I can't keep going. And I want to encourage you today that the resurrection of Jesus Christ should do one thing more than anything else in your life today, that it would keep you walking up that mountain. That even if you're sliding back, would you just keep walking up that mountain? Keep one step after the other. And why? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you just keep on trudging through this life? Because of hope. Because you believe that there's something better on the other side of your sickness, on the other side of your depression, on the other side of your anxiety, on the other side of your financial distress, on the other side of a broken relationship. You believe that there's something better on the other side of that. You hope in it. Even if you've never experienced it, you put your hope in something that promises a better way, a better life. And that's the resurrection. Hope that when you get to the top, you'll see this amazing, incredible view of Central Oregon and beyond. And it's like, ah, oh, this is why I climbed this mountain to begin with. 
See, the resurrection absolutely promises life here and now, but it also promises life forever. And you can put your hope in Jesus to raise you from the dead, yes, now and for eternity. Would you do that with me today? Would you invite Jesus into your life wherever you're at right now? Even if you're with, with friends and family and you're having a good time and maybe the kids are just running around right now because they're, they're, they're ready to, for the Easter egg hunt or for the, for the brunch or whatever you're doing. Would you just take a moment right now and close your eyes and just take a deep breath and ask Jesus, just like Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome, to enliven your mortal body with the resurrection of Jesus Christ today. Pray, Jesus, would you come into my life? Would you live in me by the power of your Holy Spirit? Help me to walk in you. Help me to have hope in your resurrection. Help me to believe in the impossible, in my situation, in my circumstance, when things don't look like I can make it. Would you help me to believe? Help me to have hope today. Come into my life. Jesus, I believe in you and I believe in your resurrection from the dead. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Awesome. For those of you, maybe this was a prayer that you just prayed now with me was the first time you've ever prayed a prayer like that. And I, I just want to celebrate with you. It's so awesome that, that if you take the first step of following Jesus, the Bible says there's angels in heaven like rejoicing right now. And I want to rejoice with you. And I'm so happy that you made this decision. And, and would you take some time today and maybe, maybe you're with the people that you're with. Would you just tell them and just say, hey, I... I decided to follow Jesus today. And I just, I decided to make that step. I decided to put my faith in him. I, I want to believe in the resurrection. Maybe, maybe take a minute and just tell somebody that you're with today that you made that decision to follow Jesus. And for the rest of us, would you make sure that this day is a day of celebration, that you take some time to rejoice in what God has done for us by raising Jesus Christ from the dead, for forgiving us of our sins, for providing life here and now and forever. God bless you. Happy Easter. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead.